Chentani, hello and welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Minute, starring me, Alex Robinson. Starring me, Don Vito, young Don Vito Corleone. <laughs> we should have got a different actor to play you for the for the young parts. Oh yeah, they should have had me, Marlon Brando, play the young part too. I could have been a contender. <laughs> uh, well, today we're talking about Minute 48 of the Godfather Part 2. two. Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Quarantotto. Whoa, what? Yeah, whenever it gets to eight, it's a little weird. Quaran. Quarantotto. Totto. Quarantotto. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got it. Minuto numero quarantotto. You got it. Um, <laughs> well, uh, poor Panino continues his lament on stage to his mommy dead and dearest, while Jenko looks on lustily. Suddenly, his vision of loveliness is eclipsed by the dark silhouette of Don Fanucci, the Black Hat. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Jenko apologizes, and Don Fanucci uh, walks away. I love Glares how- at him and walks away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gives him a little stink eye. The old Sicilian stink guy. I like how in your the past few summaries you always yeah. you always make sure to give a description of what's happening on stage. <laughs> well, that's most of the minute is stuff that's on stage, so it seems that yeah, that's sure. what. Uh, yeah, Don Panino. Well, that, I don't know if he's Don, it, is he? Uh, I thought that was just kind of like Senor Panino. Senor Panino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he uh, at one point while he's singing, he puts the gun to his head. Yeah, and, but then he pushes his own hand away. I thought that was. I think that was such a funny way of doing it. Like he yeah. he he holds his hand up. With, he holds the gun in his right hand to his head, and then his left hand goes up and pushes his right hand down. Almost Very like, awkward. Almost like there's two like it's two different <laughs> like parts of him are in control, like yeah. fighting for control of his uh, of his body. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those things that if he does get shot, if he does end up shooting himself, CSI would misinterpret it because the like the gun was in like, like his hand fingerprints. In a way that Someone's was, fingerprints were on his hand. Oh. <laughs> must have been a struggle for the gun. Ah, oh, yeah, maybe it was that <laughs> tramp. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe it was Don Fanucci who goes up on stage and goes, "I need to wet my beak." <laughs> <laughs> He's even threatening the characters. <laughs> it turns into like a uh, intro, like a like having people from the audience come up and uh, you know inter- interactive. Is yeah, way. it's like Tony and Tina's wedding. Yeah. Have you ever? Um, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Who is the real Andy Robinson? Have you ever been to like a show or something where people come out in the audience or talk to people or whatever? I think so. Yeah. Like or cats. they definitely come and get cats famously as a show. Oh, really? Where I've never seen the cats. actors come out into the audience as cats and start like climbing on the people and, and stuff oh, like funny. that. And uh, yeah, huh. that's I, I do not I do not want. No, that. yeah, I don't like yeah. it either. Plus, so you like you check, check your wallet every time where those cats, <laughs> yeah. those cats those, with paw on you. Those hungry actors. Those. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, what is it? Starving artists. Yeah, right? there you go. Well, these days, starving artists. <laughs> these days they're giving you COVID too. Oh like, yeah, well, fe- yeah. Feline COVID is even worse. <laughs> is it worse? They have nine lives. Can't be that bad. <laughs> they have not you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what you got? Well, so starting with the people on stage, mm-hmm. the the minute starts off with kind of a focusing on the actress. Yeah. on stage and mm-hmm. do you think she's supposed to be making eye contact with Jenko it's not she's kind of looking around then she kind of like looks like down into on, the into audience the, yeah I I watched it I watched that particular part twice because I wasn't sure first time I thought yes yeah because then it cuts to Jenko who's beaming, like licking yeah. his lips and all <laughs> I was like kind of hard he's breathing fast yeah he's sweaty <laughs> yeah I don't know if I, it's kind of very cartoon like, isn't it? Tongue hanging out. <laughs> Meanwhile, Don Vito is just eh, all I have is my wife and child. <laughs> I know she's very attractive. But... <laughs> yeah. um, oh, so but the second time I watched it, yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah. That she was looking at him. Well, here's something I learned while researching. Uh, the this the actress's name is Carla. Uh huh. Um, and there's some uh, debate as to whether or not Janko winds up marrying this tramp. Oh, because some people have said, "Oh, she goes on to this is becomes Janko's wife." Well, interesting. And apparently, in the uh, it, it is explained somewhere that Janko's wife is named Allegra. All right. And that Allegra was a friend of Carmela's. Okay. Mama. Pre-mama, I yeah. guess. Um, but some people are saying... So that doesn't seem to match if her name is Carla. Uh, but some yeah. people are saying that because she's an actress, she uses a stage name of ah. Carla, and her real name is Allegra, and that Jenko uh, winds up marrying her. And I guess it's reasonable that Mama, or pre-mama in this mm-hmm. scene, would be friends with her. They're about the same age. I guess, or right. yeah, um, hmm. it is suspicious. Yeah, what the? So I'm torn. Yeah, because it's definitely a um, cheesy prequel thing to say. Yes, that's his wife. Like yeah. we see every key moment mm-hmm. in the person's yeah. life happens. Just happens to be on screen yeah. as opposed to Jenko must have bedded hundreds of women in his time. Like mm-hmm. the fact that we're happened is the like Fanucci and his wife happened to be in the same thing. That seems yeah, it's yeah. very uh, it's too too nice a little package. Yeah, it's like that Hans that Solo movie, that Solo about Star it? Wars story. What about it? One of my complaints about it is that everything that over a weekend, Han Solo gets his ship, he gets his gun, uh, he meets Chewbacca, he's everything happened uh, to him in this mm, one weekend. So yeah. it's a similar thing with Jenko, like. He meets Fanucci. He his wife is there, and I guess those are only two things. But, yeah, um, yeah, um, hmm. yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so we yeah, all, interesting. So I guess we'll never know, right? No they, other information about it online until they make GF four. Oh uh, yeah, and then um, yeah. he uh, he. he so, we, we still won't know though, right? Well, unless someone says, "Oh, yeah, I remember." I remember when when Jenko met his wife at the theater that time oh, when Fanucci stood up. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And and, and little Joey Zaza was sweeping the stage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All the characters Everybody. are happy to be and George Hamilton is there and uh yeah. a young uh young Tom is, is that that's not one of the deleted scenes, is it? Where we see young Tom Hagen? 
I don't think so. No, I don't remember ever no, seeing. No, I don't like, remember ever seeing Young Tom Hagen. Like Young Sonny bringing home Young Tom Hagen and Young uh, Vito saying, "Yeah, yeah." No, I don't think so. I think we would have remembered. I think when I read the book, that was when I first learned that Tom, uh, Tom, there were scenes, but mm-hmm. book scenes, I guess, about Young Tom Hagen, but not much. Even in the right. book, it's very sparse. So the book's more so, referring back to him, right? Yeah. Okay. Do, although I do like the idea in the, in the next prequel, they do cram all the characters into like this stage scene. Like you see Frankie Five Angels in the audience. Mm. He's like, play a little t- Tarantella <laughs> while the guy's shooting himself. <laughs> I think that's who Jenko is talking to. He's like, sit down. <laughs> sit down, you bum. <laughs> but Don yeah, Fernucci so- thought he was talking to him. <laughs> Yeah, because you should have done that when Finucci glared at me. She said, oh, no, no. I was talking to the other guy behind yeah. you. The, the guy with the violin. Yeah, because yeah, he's standing too. I was like, no, I was talking to Panino on stage. She shouldn't be all depressed. Yeah. Although Panino has a gun in his hand, so maybe he shouldn't, oh, uh, he yeah. shouldn't uh, complain too much. Uh, is it more dangerous to threaten a real mobster who is unarmed hmm. or an actor who that is sounds, armed. That sounds almost like something Pop used to say. It's better to threaten one actor with a gun than threaten one gangster without a gun. Without a gun. It's better to pack 300 suitcases for a one-day trip than, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, so there was another follow-up question I had about, yeah. um, about who is the real Andy Robinson. Okay. I was going to say, have you ever called someone a bum in in not not ironically like since like in, oh truly like sincerely yeah. say like you have called someone a bum yeah i'm uh, not family members let me put it no, that way no i definitely have really this this deadbeat came to my house one day and yeah. he said i had people pee on his carpet like this i said the bum's lost get out of here get a job lebowski oh, <laughs> i should have down. said lebowski that would have been a good little thing for people to try to guess what i was saying <laughs> Sorry, that, that rug really did bring the room together. Yeah. So I can understand why you would why you would say. Wait, now are you calling anyway? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to answer your question, yes. I don't think I ever have in yeah. in earnest called someone a bum. I do have a friend here in Portland who does refer to uh, people as bums, like, and I really enjoy that. Homeless I, people? Uh, not necessarily. It's just undesirables. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Alex. I will. I will admit I have called homeless people bums before, not to yeah. their faces. Yeah. But like, uh, why do you call them bums? Why do you choose that word? I like the word because it's so yeah. dated and fun, right? Um, I, yeah, I guess for, for precisely those reasons, it seems like <laughs> something you don't hear people like use in a. Um, and uh, twenty-three <laughs> skidoo, you bum. <laughs> yeah. So, but Fanucci really takes it personal when he gets called a bum. You're telling me, dude. I couldn't figure out what the what the Sicilian word for bum was. I didn't either, and I'm going to ask our <laughs> Italian scholar Peter Carucci <laughs> if it has like subtleties to it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It's not specifically. You know, it refers to someone who doesn't own property. It's not a. Yeah. You know, it's like it's going like to be something odd, like someone who rides a bike with one wheel. <laughs> That's something like very unique. You yeah. know, lost in translation. It doesn't quite. It's not a literal thing. It just but it literally <laughs> yeah. means. Man with one wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why he's always like, moving and getting in the way. So, so yeah. you only use that when it's a bum who's getting in your way, in your right. view. Yeah. Blocking your view. <laughs> um, so I will ask our Italian scholar, Peter Carucci. Okay. Yeah. 
By the way, he's still working on, you know, he's a linguist, so I asked him the question a week, months ago, about what language is being sung and spoken in, yeah. in these flashbacks. And uh, It's not no, he, no response. The only thing I have so oh, far... <laughs> the only thing I have from him so far is, it, it quote, it really annoys me, end quote. So I have a feeling there are inconsistencies, like sometimes... You have Sicilian speaking Neapolitan, and sometimes huh. it's classic Italian. Now so. I really want him to get back yeah, to yeah. us. Yeah, so he'll, yeah. he'll get back to us on that. But I'll also ask him, yeah. what, uh, hmm. how do you say bum? Or what is Jenko saying to yeah. Fenucci? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are uh, important items. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so then go ahead. I just want to point out some of the cinematography. There's some great shadow work. Well, I was just going to, that was the next thing I was going to say. It's so cool. Yeah, when and, when Finucci, when he says to Finucci, and then Finucci turns around, and then it cuts back to Jenko and Vito. They're both like really like obscured, like they're in shadows from the from the black. Hand. Yeah, really the stage light is passing yeah. through Finucci, and that shadow is cast over Jenko and Don Vito. What do you make of that, Alex? There I, now, I think it's just it's a good, you know, very symbolic, like almost like a chill going over them. You yeah. know, like they're uh, yeah. yeah, I like, it. and then. After Jenko apologizes, mm-hmm. says, "Oh, Don Fenucci, excuse me." Yeah, more fearful. Don Fenucci, excuse me. Yeah, and then Don Fenucci walks around, yeah. and then the camera's now at the back, and you see just the silhouette of Don right. Fenucci across the passing, uh, passing. Yeah, yeah that, it's really good. Uh, it's great. And then the final one—I don't know if you picked up on this one—is uh-uh. showing the stage again, and you see this just the silhouette of the lead violinist yeah. probably the conductor too yeah. who's leading the band and he's just all in black because he's silhouetted from right. the stage lights yeah and which is another cool third shadow in this minute yeah uh, not a shadow so much but silhouette yeah. but same effect and what's cool about it is you don't see his like really see his limbs or his body because yeah. it's all black but you see the 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 bow, bow moving, yeah. and you see his torso, neck, and head. Yeah, and it almost looks like it's it, the bow is like cutting off his head. Oh, that's cool. Oh, totally I gotta notice that. Cool. I gotta look back at yeah. that. Yeah, like, that's whoa. awesome. It blew me away. Yeah. It just looks oh, awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> great stuff. Um, what else you got? Well, so so after Finucci leaves, mm-hmm. um, Don, uh, Vito says, "Who's that?" And then mm-hmm. and then Jenko explains that it's Don Finucci, the Black Hand. Um, and I get why they're doing this because, like, he's telling the audience basically who it is. Because yeah. why would Vito not know? Vito lives with he lives with the Jankos. How would with the, the Abendandos? How would does he live with them at this point? Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe, I guess not at this point. But he like was raised by them. He yeah. He lived with okay. them since he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Good so it's points. hard to see why they would know who Finucci was, but Vito yeah. would not know. But I guess they yeah. need to kind of explain to us who he is yeah yeah and if they both know then that's not that doesn't do any good yeah and don vito's been in new york for i don't know how what, what year this is but he looks to be at least 20 well didn't they say it was like it 19, was uh 19 uh 9? 19 1919 maybe 1916 yeah well, let's double check but he's but he's significantly older than when he first arrived yeah. in ellis island so you'd think and he probably lived in new york the whole time how could you not hear the black hand yeah or yeah be yeah. familiar with it so we'll just we'll just cut him some slack because you know, yeah he, all he has is his wife and kids so maybe he doesn't pay attention to any of that uh, yeah. any of that stuff yeah that's true um well, there is information in the book about this, Alex. Wait a minute. We have not gone back to the book in literally 
a year. That's right. And for our listeners, this is the original Godfather book. Because those of you that have been with us from the beginning of this journey, yes. you know that there are flashback scenes in the book that mm-hmm. we didn't cover in GF1 because we're waiting for this very minute. And now here we are. We've been doing this almost a year now of GF2. We're wow. almost a year into GF2. That's a whole nother year. <laughs> It's just three or four seasons. <laughs> Wrong show. So, are you going to uh, treat us uh, to uh, some of Mario Puzo's? Sonny, um, uh, uh, I need you to stay and just work on smuggling molasses. Just another three seasons. <laughs> That's what you said when Fredo and uh, and, and uh, Carlo left. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I should have should have done that in, in the elder Don Vito's name. You know, uh, yeah, uh, Sonny, we just need you to stay two more seasons while we smuggle enough rum to to meet our meet our quota. <laughs> He's got too much of his father in him. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> so, are we ready to hit the book, or do you have anything more you want to talk about? Um, well, I have a little. I just um. Um, that's it, pretty much. So I have some other got? information about the actor, but we we got a lot of Finucci minutes coming up. So we let's, do. Let's dip into the book for a bit. Okay. We haven't, uh, you know, let's, we haven't done that for a while. Well, Alex, there's a lot of background information in the book, but mm-hmm. just like usual, the book, the book is, is different, different than, than the, the movie. movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. Oh, that familiar tune. Ah, yeah. Well, like a fine wine. It's aged well. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, if you hear that music, previously that was the indication we were cutting to the bonus, ending the episode and cutting to the bonus content, but... Uh, it actually is a song meant to reference the book. So here we go, Alex. All right, what you got for me? Page 192, Puzo writes, In the neighborhood lived a man called Fanucci. He was a heavy-set man, fierce-looking Italian who wore expensive light-colored suits and a cream-colored fedora. The, and jump in anytime you want, Alex. Okay, I was going to say go right from the start. I think yeah. it's a really interesting um, decision, uh, um, I guess, on Puzo's part. Also on Coppola's part to have him wearing all white. Yeah, it really yeah. Uh, it's, it goes the opposite of what you'd expect, but it really makes him pop out because everyone else is wearing dark clothes. So yeah. to have him all wearing white, it yeah. uh, looks cool, like an angel, hmm. like a black hand angel. Because <laughs> he didn't get the memo that they're still wearing <laughs> yeah. black. Puto writes: This man was reputed to be of the Black Hand, an offshoot of the mafia, which extorted money from families and storekeepers by threat of physical violence. However, and this is what's a little different in the book, since most of the inhabitants of the neighborhood were violent themselves, Fanucci's threats of bodily harm were effective only with elderly couples without male children to defend them. Huh? What do you make of that? Well, that certainly doesn't go with what we see later. Because mm-hmm. there is more. There's a, a historical development. Mm. Puto writes. But that is interesting that... Um, that That's how he started. That there was a, that there's a category of criminals who only focus yeah. on... Uh, and that also is an interesting contrast because when Vito is the Don, mm-hmm. the one person we see him helping is an old lady yeah. who's in a dispute with her landlord. So yeah, yeah. Once again... Vito is the most honorable of crime bosses. That's right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even look at the woman on stage with uh, mm-hmm. with desire, desire, yeah. desire eyes. You're right. 
Puzo continues writing, Some of the storekeepers paid him trifling sums as a matter of convenience. However, Finucci was also a scavenger on fellow criminals, people who illegally sold Italian lottery or ran gambling games in their homes. The Abandando Grocery gave him a small tribute, this despite the protests of young Jenko, who told his father he would settle the Finucci hash. Ooh. His father forbade him. Vito Corleone observed all this without feeling in any way involved. Hmm. So let's let's pause for a second. So it does seem like Book Vito does seem to know who Finucci is. Yeah, and as far as I can tell, this theater scene is not in the book. So mm-hmm. I think they you I think um Puzzo and Francis Ford Coppola added that to fill in this background knowledge. And like you said, to inform the viewer. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Puzzo writes, One day, Finucci was set upon by three young men who cut his throat from ear to ear, not deeply enough to kill him, but enough to frighten him and make him bleed a great deal. Mm. Vito saw Finucci fleeing from his punishers, the circular slash flowing red. What he never forgot was Finucci holding the cream-colored fedora under his chin to catch the dripping blood as he ran, (laughs) as if he did not want his suit soiled or did not want to leave a shameful trail of carmine. (laughs) Let's pause. What do you think of that? Uh, That, I think, is a deleted scene. Yeah. They do. They did film that part where. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think I remember seeing a scene where where he sees Finucci getting beat up by some thugs. Really? That's kind of what gives him the idea that Finucci is vulnerable. Yeah. That he could be, you know, that he's not as strong as he might uh, oh. posture. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure there's yeah. a deleted scene that where we see that. It makes sense that they left that out of the movie because it, it weakens yeah. the, the the act of Don Vito. Stepping up. Yeah, yeah. I don't, spoiler alert, stepping up and doing what he has to do to take care of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my my disguising of the spoiler. (laughs) Quote, Don Vito stepping up to do what he's got to do to settle business. (laughs) What do you think of the, of, of, uh, I almost said Finucci, Puzo using uh, the word Carmine Carmine? for blood. I like it. Have you heard, I don't know if I've heard that before. Well, being an artist, I might be more familiar with the different, like there's vermilion red and carmine red and different you know the different shades of red so maybe i maybe yeah. it just it, i guess it is a little confusing in this context because carmine is, is a frequent um mafia name like yeah. i feel like it's a name yeah. you hear in mafia movies so uh it, it is it's a little uh it's a little uh you know yeah it's a, it really seems like he went through the thesaurus and was trying to <laughs> right uh, and there's also a street in new york carmine street oh, yeah so, uh, yeah uh, <laughs> So, so, so did he get stabbed on Carmine Street? What is he? It's and that's confusing. why they named it. They named it after oh, all the oh, yeah. <laughs> They call it that because everyone got everyone gets stabbed on that street. That'd be great. When we finally do our Godfather tour of New York and visit mm-hmm. all the famous spots, we should uh, name all name all the sites. Yeah. Like this would be like the Luca Brazzi Luca Brazzi <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I just saw on the internet that they are going to be doing a 50th anniversary re-release of The Godfather in theaters. Whoa! So we definitely have oh to go. We definitely Is have to. Is that 2022 go. then? I that's think this so. Year, yeah, right? this, this year. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so we'll have to uh, keep our eyes open oh, for it. I wonder if they'll which version will they do? Just a straight up GF one. I even heard probably of- do all. 
Oh, just GF1, right? Yeah, I even heard about any like added scenes or anything like yeah. that. So, uh, oh, fun. Uh, yeah, let's definitely see it. Yeah. Who did I talk to? I was talking to another person recently who is. You doing age. another podcast? <laughs> no, someone who just said they. They saw all the Star Wars and Godfather for the first time, and they're maybe in their thirties. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I said, "What'd you think?" She said, "Oh, they they were great." I was <laughs> talking to her more about Godfather. Yeah, she said, "Yeah, it was odd hearing for all these years about these amazing movies and then watching them. <laughs> what a weird experience." <laughs> all right, Puto writes. So, 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 we, so are we, are you can ask about what do you think about catching it in his hat too? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think about that? I guess it's it's probably cheaper to replace the hat than it is his whole suit. Oh, I thought you were going to say because Puzo wrote that he didn't want a trail of carmine, right? But didn't he also say about yeah, protecting to protect his, his suit? suit too. Yeah, yeah. I, what I thought you were going to, you just missed it. I thought <laughs> you were going to say it's cheaper to replace your hat than replace your reputation. Because mm. the word gets around. <laughs> That's that, pop talking. <laughs> you're damn right it is. It's <laughs> better to replace your fedora than to fedora your reputation. It's better your friends underestimate your fedora and your enemies overestimate your carmine. <laughs> you see, pop sayings would be more memorable not only if they made sense but if, <laughs> if they made sense but if they if, this advice would be a lot better if it made sense <laughs> but if he if he if he used better wordplay it's a second language so give him some okay. credit but in Italian and Sicilian he could probably do it yeah right yeah it's a lot more references to uh, to one one wheeled bikes in his uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if you were bleeding Alex oh boy yeah what would be more most valuable? You and you had to walk down a whole city block of yeah. a bunch of people hanging out in cafes. Yeah. Would you what would you do you well would it be important for you to stop the blood so they didn't see it? And if the answer is yes, what would you do to hide the blood? Well um This is winter in Portland. <laughs> So well, to, okay. So I'm assuming I'm not fearful, like that I'm going to bleed to death. Like if it's just about appearances. Sure. Yeah. If I'm not appearance. like, oh my god, I'm going to yeah. pass out in a minute. Yeah. Um, I would almost feel like I would take the opposite tact of oh. like of like walking down the street, like there was nothing going on, blood gushing from my neck, and nice. I am, I'm, I ran out of f's to give. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, so I feel like that's almost what I feel like. A, if you run. Like a your your heart pumps more, so more blood will come oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. And then that's it, pop it, talking. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it also just seems weak because you're afraid. Yeah, weak. You're right. So uh, damn, you're right. So I would almost go up to the cafe and be like, drink a little cappuccino and be like, oh, look at my watch. Oh, oh yeah. I guess I should go back and uh, you know back to my room. <laughs> I gotta go back to my room now. Yeah. <laughs> go back and wet my beak. <laughs> and it's great as you're drinking your espresso, your face is getting all pale. <laughs> You're losing blood, and that's when, as you leave and walk down the street, mm-hmm. you pull a Bruce Springsteen and you make eye contact with everyone. You go, "You talking? You looking at me? You looking at me? Badlands, you gotta live them every day." Yes, that's, I love it. That's what I would do. That's great. So, uh, she chickened out. Yeah, <laughs> I think when I would run down the street going, "Help!" Help! Yeah. <laughs> Somebody call somebody call the black hand Abbey <laughs> 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 You wanna make beak jokes. 
Do you think that's why we don't hear him speak before? Do you think that's why his voice is all ah, ah, because he's because he uh, still recovering? Yeah, because he's still recovering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he actually wanted to, what he meant to say was oh I'm, I'm very sorry I apologize I shouldn't have stand stood up and I need to leave but his voice is weak so he oh, just yeah. looked and they misinterpreted <laughs> so it was right after because he couldn't speak that's why he just looked at him because he, yeah. he was trying to convey like oh I'm so sorry but yeah but but Jango just just like immediately caved in under his uh, yeah under his, and he was uh, all in silhouette too so yeah Finucci was really Finucci is really all embarrassed that would have been great when he was walking like behind them you know like right when he blocks the mm-hmm. camera if he was like staggering and like holding his yeah. throat at that time <laughs> he's holding his fedora because he's still bleeding <laughs> he dumps out his hat and there's like a gallon of blood <laughs> <laughs> sorry folks that's the sound of the paywall crashing down paywall but the good news is you can go to godfatherminute.com slash support, become a Patreon member, and then you can hear the in of not only the rest of this episode, but you can hear all the bonus content for GF2 and all the bonus content for GF1 and our GF3 commentary track. And if you sign up and start listening to that, will, will you be disappointed? No! No!